0: Hey guys, welcome to the Fahim Mujahid podcast. I'm your host, Fahim Mujahid. I'm a mental conditioning and human performance coach, but more than that, I'm a father, husband, family member, and friend who draws a lot of inspiration and passion from pouring into other people. Listen, I've been on this journey of self-evolution myself, and I find that with each opportunity, if one's passionate enough, you can find ways to not only enrich the lives of others, but find your way to your true north. I find so much inspiration from growing and learning and doing whatever I can to expose my own wounds so that we can collectively heal together. What I want for this podcast is an opportunity for me to use it as my offering to shifting the energy, the focus, the consciousness of the world that we're all experiencing, the world that we're all living in. It's a place that I want to grow with you so that we can all grow and become the best versions of ourselves. So the rules are always changing, always changing. You know, I remember several months ago, um, my wife and I, we started looking um, here in Miami for a new home. Uh, we felt like we were blessed to be in a position where, although there was, you know, everything that's going on and with COVID and, and with work, and, you know, we felt very fortunate, very fortunate um, to be in a position as a family where, um, a lot of that impact, um, we, we were able to sustain it to the point where we were able to even use um, our position as a family to not only uh, look for opportunities to expand our footprint, but we were able to look for opportunities to give back and to give to those who um, were um, not in positions as we were, um, whether that be family or people within the community. And, and I remember having a conversation about what it would look like to um, consider moving um, we have been in our house for about almost almost nine years and i remember when we originally had put the idea about okay let's look at some opportunities to relocate one of the first things we were met with was how active the real estate market was here still is here in miami um, from people traveling migrating from la to new york and you know every every Everything you read um, supported that. Every real estate agent you, you talked to supported that. So, you know, because of the huge tax difference between some of these other states, you know, people would come here and they would just dump just like astronomical amounts of money on these properties. And it was insane because as someone that's a part of the real estate market here, if you live here, just like you live anywhere, you get accustomed to certain nuances, certain rules, um, certain modus of operandi in that region that you're in, right? So as as someone that lives and operates in Miami, you're going into these negotiations, you're going into these properties with an understanding of how the real estate usually works. And I remember how emotional that was, um, trying to make sense of the back and forth and you know properties that you would go in and feel really really positive about and you start visualizing yourself and your family there and you know you 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 hit it off with whoever's representing the property whether it's by the seller or in most chance, in most cases it's a real a realtor and as you're having these visions and you're thinking and you're, and you're working on kind of like visualizing yourself in that space and you put together the perfect proposal and you know you you send a prayer and you just say hey you know i just know it's going to work out and constantly constantly be on the short end be right on the outside of some of those opportunities and I remember we did that once or twice and how emotional it became how draining it became and you start trying to rationalize or you start trying to attach or to clear up or to confidently land on whatever meaning you can um, connect to this experience I'm very big on meaning I don't think anything in my life happens by coincidence. I choose to always search for meaning in my life, meaning in in situations or experiences that I'm going through. And I remember one afternoon being feeling somewhat, um, I don't know, feeling somewhat down about the entire experience because we had recently received yet another phone call that we didn't get the property. And I remember talking to my wife about having a conversation um, with the realtor at our next the next opportunity we get, the next time we find ourselves in this position, maybe we should look at doing things a little bit differently. Maybe we should look at doing things a little bit differently. And I remember my wife being somewhat confused and even the realtor being so confused. And I said, You know, we need to start having like, hey, you need to respond by this certain time, or maybe we go, maybe we go this much above whatever they're asking. Hey, maybe we maybe we um Maybe we put ourselves in a position where we can start competing with some of these cash offers. Like I was coming up with a lot of just random things to put us in a better position to be more attractive. And I remember the response that I initially got from the realtor. Oh, well, you know, that's not that's not usually how we do things or, you know, you have to be careful because that can look a little bit bad as far as decorum. No one likes no one. No, no one usually does that. No one usually says that right usually there's a certain way in which it happens and no you know we're on the right path that's just it's just the market and you're getting a lot of people and i remember one time being so steadfast i said no i refuse to accept that present these terms to the person right whoever the buyer was whoever the seller was and we had some language in our terms that said you know like you have to you know you have to accept this offer by within twenty four hours or something like that. And then we had what percentage would be cash and what we could do over and and I remember even as we were putting this together, how, you know, the realtor was still somewhat resistant to it because it, it was just outside of how things normally happen. And I never forget when I when I finally got a chance to hear back from her after she presented the offer, she said to me, She said, you know, I presented and I actually thought I was going to get laughed out the room or you you guys are going to meet a lot of resistance. But what I found out is that majority of the people who are coming here are paying 60, 80, 100, 150, 120 cash on top of what's being asked. And they're presenting it with the eight hour expiration date. Now, I don't say that because I want like you to see me in a space where, oh, Fahim's gonna drop that because I didn't have that. I actually thought it was hilarious, actually. That they would be willing to, because of the market, come in and pay that much over what was asked, and even in cash to present themselves in a better position to put their family in a better position, which I can't knock. But the moral to this story is, it didn't matter how much necessarily we prayed about it, how much faith we had about it, how much time we ran around or worked our schedule around to make ourselves available to see the property, the connection that we have with the realtor, like all those things play a very important role. But you know what played the most important role? It's understanding the rules by which everyone else was operating on. Like understanding that a lot of these individuals that were coming in here working with these, these realtors coming from New York and coming from L.A., we're operating by a different set of rules. And if you don't understand the rules to which, the rules that exist and wherever you are in your life, whatever it is that you're inspiring to kind of connect to or get better at, then you're at a disadvantage. You're at a huge disadvantage. And if the family and I, wife and I, continue to operate without adjusting things based off of understanding that, oh shit, the rules have changed. And it didn't necessarily matter how great of our chemistry or the connection we had with who was representing the property. It didn't matter whether we brought them donuts or cupcakes or sent pictures of our children or said nice things about the deco or or the environment in the neighborhood. None of that shit mattered. Because at the end of the day, they were operating by a different set of rules. And I'm not saying that there's not value to having connection because I obviously I hugely believe in that. But this is a conversation about making sure that wherever you are, whatever it is that you're aspired to become, make sure that you understand that the rules aren't fixed. And the reason why that brings, it you know, it was brought to my attention or just showed up for me is because I was having a conversation yesterday at the University of Miami with the students and we were preparing for this break, the seven week break. And there were several times last season where the team felt like, oh man, we're trending in a powerful direction. And for whatever reason, whether it be a tough defeat, for whatever reason, we don't feel like we can get over that hump. For whatever reason, we get really, really close. Man, we almost had that game. And we just feel like it just slips away. Father, when are we gonna be able to make that shift? When are we gonna be able to make that inch of a difference, that inch of a leap? When can we do that? How do we do that? And I remember the year prior to that, the season prior to that, a lot of these same players saying, oh, well, you know, when I go home in the seven weeks, we're college students. We got to make sure that we can go home and relax and, and, and check off, you know, maybe take some time off away from soccer. We don't want to get too, we don't want to get burned out. Let's take, you know, let's make sure that's all about the pool parties and family time. And when we come back in the new year or when we come back in the season, they were going to hit it harder than anybody else. When we come back and we're back under the watchful eye of of the coaches and the coaching staff and the equipment staff and and the strength staff, then we're gonna hit it just as hard as Carolina, Virginia, Virginia Tech. But for these seven weeks, Fa, it's really important that we make sure that we use this as a way to disconnect and really um, refresh ourselves mentally and physically. And it's not to make light of it, but it's to land on the mindset going into this break in previous seasons. And in my conversation I had with the, in, in, in the kind of like workshop lecture format that I had with the players yesterday was, that mindset that approach that you have to this seven weeks, although you may think even when you're saying that, that that may just be the normal or the routine or the rules by which these other Division I athletes operate by, But it's not, it's not. You may think that that's the rule to which this game is operated at the highest level at Carolina or Virginia Tech, but you're kidding yourself, you're playing yourself. And by making that assumption, by having that be a part of the rules that you think or that you perceive are being met on these other competitive teams, you're allowing them an opportunity to develop a seven week head start you're allowing these teams to develop seven additional weeks of sacrifice and commitment to the craft of being great. So when you bring yourself back to the university to get in the position to compete against some of these athletes who've already been sacrificing for seven weeks, who've already been committing to the tactical side of their game for seven weeks, who've already been studying obsession obsessing over the game for 7 weeks been working on and improving their the the mindset that they have about their season and the fitness that they have about their season for 7 weeks and if you and I run at the same pace and i give you a 7 mile head start on a marathon do i do i do i serve do i do is there a, is there a chance What's my percentages that I can walk you down and win the marathon? If you and I weren't at the same place, I don't stand a fucking chance. You have a seven-mile head start. So what I told the players are you have to understand that the rules have changed. That idea of going to college, balling out, but then when you break, you break and you turn off, that may work for you. Maybe you picked that up from someone else. Maybe you picked it up from the team of players who were here before you. And that's one of those poor habits that lead to poor play that you decide to land on and take into how you wanna connect with this moment. But understand that that rule that you're living or that rule that you're operating by is obsolete for champions. Understand that so that when you're going up in competition, understand that the people that you're going up against in competition don't have that set of rules. They don't see that seven weeks as weeks off. They see it as weeks on. And more importantly, I told the athletes, this seven weeks is going to tell us everything we need to know, and it should show you everything that you need to see. Because you're going to run against, when no one's watching over you, when no one's hovering over you, you're going to run against complacency. You're going to run against not wanting to. You're going to run against laziness. You're going to run against all the shit that you're going to run against in season. And I guarantee you, the player that you are in the seven weeks will mirror the player you'll be in the season. You have to always, always make sure that you understand the rules to which the game is being played no matter where you are in your life no matter if it's a relationship if it's a house buying opportunity if it's a season understand the rules see ball thing paul